0: And what he was doing was, and it's just my personal opinion. I haven't spoke to anybody. This is just me evaluating the game. What I saw out of James Harden was a guy trying to help Joel Embiid win the scoring title. A guy that was trying to help Joel Embiid win his first MVP, because I saw him. We keep talking about Ben Simmons and what he bring on the defensive side of things. Where the hell was Ben Simmons last year when they were playing the Hawks and Trey Young was torching them? I'm, I'm telling y'all, look, I'm not jumping off this ship. I'm gonna have to sink with it. I am staying with the Memphis Grizzlies. You are now listening to the Hoop Forum on the Dip Podcast Network. all right welcome again to another edition of the hoop form nba podcast back at it again here adam elder ben Sleicherman. we're ready to roll we're amped up we're coming up on training camp the nba season is around the corner it's a great time of year leafs are falling basketball's about to start love it absolutely love it me and adam have been talking about how we're gonna lock in this year we're watching more games than we ever have we won't be on <laughs> zach lowe's level by any means because that man is undeniable and you pursuit. never know dude every night you see one on national tv you just tap in no matter what game you just watch it and you just take notes bro i'll be take the eye test like, someone i know will be illegally streaming the games <laughs> <laughs> you know what if there's <laughs> and i may be participating in that valley sports is allegedly on the outs like they're allegedly about to be sold because they're bankrupt and uh, that means that that would release the contract of blackouts that are on most local like sports channels That'd so we nice. we would get, be able to get like Fox Sports like for the Cavs back on YouTube TV, which would be dope as shit. Because then they would play every home game. Yeah, They'd play every game. Like we'd be able to watch every Cavs game. That'd be perfect. Dive in on that. But there is so much more going on this season too, and that's that's why it's worth it to just have the national TV subscription. Because even if it is Pistons versus Magic, watch Cade Cunningham. Watch right. Sadiq Bay. Watch uh, Franz Wagner. Right. All these guys are talented. We we've, we've seen them in the play, and most of like, I mean, I feel like in Europe these guys they compete in EuroBasket, you know, like when it's time to step up. But it seems like the workout for most NBA players is you just go to about seven, eight camps, right, and like just do runs for a day straight, and like just stay in shape that way. They definitely do. But then the like Jokic and Giannis are out here playing playoff Eurobasket. level intensity. Luka games. is too. There's yeah, a lot, there's a too. lot of guys from the NBAs that were out there. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, I mean, that's why he got himself a fucking contract, allegedly. It's because I saw how he was playing in Eurobasket for the German he looked, squad. He looked nice. He looked like a nice scoring, yeah, penetrating point. With guard. a FIBA basketball and a fucking different style of play and less Short competition. Shorter three point line. Short of- yeah, shorter three point line, less competition, different ball. Probably the ball he grew up playing with. I don't know. I just. That's a whole nother fucking story. We'll get absolutely, we'll be getting into fucking Dennis Schroeder. Don't get it twisted. Uh, but in terms of uh, current events, yeah, we're ready to watch some basketball. We're hype. We just had a nice little sequence of guests on the show, uh, some guys that are involved uh, with various teams, a couple of insiders actually, as well, which was sweet. Uh, shouts out to Joe Molinax. Uh, Ryan Blackburn and uh, Carter Rodriguez of their respective uh, podcasts and networks and such. Um, So they were great. Uh, If you haven't listened to those episodes, definitely tune in, Uh, especially if you're a fan of Memphis, you're a fan of Denver. If you're a fan of the Cleveland Cavaliers, like we are here at the dip, definitely check it out. So nonetheless, current events in the NBA, we got some drama as, as always, Adam, there is always drama. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are just sad. Everyone's just clowning them for how sad their media day was because of all that. How was it sad? Everyone was I've never like, watched any clips myself, but I'm just like, they actually say it's is, a funeral aspect? It did. It actually did feel pretty sad, dude. If you haven't watched it, it's pretty unfortunate. No. Like, yeah, it actually is. I heard movie. Mark, I think it was Mark Spears from ESPN put out the statement about that. He was like, this is the saddest media day I've ever been to. They were blown it out like, of proportion to a certain degree. Like They were being a little like too clowny about it, but like it actually was pretty bad. So is this the traumatic I mean traumatic you, peel back of what it's like working under Robert Sarver. Yeah, exactly. the amount of immense pressure it seems like that people were walking on eggshells and stuff around him to not make him like angry and shit like right. That makes things really really tight behind the scenes. I mean like we we well, then saw then it just that it makes there you was wonder strife. who's okay with any if any of these things that he did are uh, true, who else was involved? Who else just let it happen? Who else just kind of, I don't know, maybe even agreed with some of the things. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know. So then He definitely had yes men. A guy run. of that value had yes men. That I feel like that's never talked about in the stories. So some of these other people that are coming from the organization and talking just makes me wonder, I'm like, well, how much were you involved in some of these interactions and stuff too? Right. So then that's why it gets real awkward when they get put on camera and shit. But like, still, like, just in the idea that complicit things were going on in this organization, like, how scared do you really have to be, right? To not want to say something against? I mean, I guess legal action is the the thing because he'll cut off your literal wage. He'll come after you legally for libel, right. slandering him. You know, his legal team What's is cleaning the, up uh... everything right now. What's the uh, word they call it? Uh, they go after you for. Um, defamation defamation defamation, yeah Yeah, all that shit can you imagine what his the sarver's legal fees are right now he's probably sitting on 800k (laughs) today (laughs) yeah it might be tight um it probably is going to be expensive but he's also probably gonna make what two point something billion i well is he the majority owner because i would imagine if it if the franchise sells for that much let's just say two point seven billion. Will he get like one point three after all the the shareholders that are also a part of this as well? Once he the dividends are paid out to them, probably because like you got to think he probably owns like fifty eight percent of the franchise, right? So he's entitled fifty eight percent of that money. So I mean that's that's more than one point three, but like might own, own 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 more than that, dude. Who who knows? I have to look into it. Ultimately, what was I think even worse than their press conference? uh, their media day was Adam Silver's fucking media blip for when it initially happened. Like when they initially, uh, what did he say exactly? Was he just like, kind of like none dude, it was so uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable. Him like trying to like apologize for the situation. And then basically say that, like he wasn't even really in trouble. It was like, it was bad. It looked bad because like you're, you're basically like detailing how horrible everything he did was and how uh, inexcusable it is. And then you're like, but yeah, he's really not punished. Like all he did was like, he wasn't even like removed. A year ban. It was just a year ban from like being around the team. Same as Udoka. I right. mean, the $10 million fine is... That's still change. change. Exactly. That's what probably... But like happen. if this dude wanted to, he could quite literally come back. There's nothing legally stopping him from coming back if he wanted to. You just got to think. I feel like the amount of, but like he won't obviously, but yeah, just like discouragement that he would have to feel. <sighs> Not that he's like awarded any, but like, you that's know? what I'm saying. If, he, <laughs> if he's truly an egotistical maniac, oh, yeah, misogynist, sure. like maybe he would just come back and just. Uh, trouble in Boston as well. Turns out, Ime. EBay- it's too young for Nia Long, <laughs> or Nia Long was too young for no, him. He thought he needed a Nia Long. Oh my god! Yeah, what a what a weird situation for that because one, this is gonna sound really weird, but I'm like, what does Coach Pop think? He doesn't. Ah, who cares? Because I'm like, I, like <laughs> I, as an NBA fan, I respect the legacy of Greg Popovich. And like the fact that when Ime was, you know, he's coming up and he has a name of his own as a, as a coach, obviously, seeing what he did with Boston. But part of his story lends credence to being under the wing of Greg Popovich and playing for Greg Popovich and like mm-hmm. taking under that lifestyle and it seemed like it just pushed him in that way to be a leader like Popovich is himself. And that's what I was excited for. I mean, I don't know. That sounds selfish almost because I'm like, he didn't work out in the way that I thought he was. I was hoping that he would because I thought this guy is the next Popovich of the East. Mm-hmm. He's going to take Boston. He's going to run with this score for like six years because that's what that final. You don't think he'll like. come back? No, I mean, word is he's essentially fired. That he's, that he's going to serve out this band. He's already hired a legal team. They're going to start working out a way for him to be disconnected. Well, and I heard... He's going to walk. Yeah, he'll probably walk. But what I, what I found was interesting is people are saying that since this is just an inner organization thing at the Celtics, that he, by all rights, can go get a job elsewhere this season, like as an assistant coach somewhere on a contender. True, but that's just so... It's just so hot to do that. If the, I mean, if the Brooklyn Nets fired Steve Nash at the deadline... If he's trying it, to take it in stride, you know what I mean? Maybe he'll just fucking own it. Take it in stride. Move on. Because it's not like what he did, by all accounts, they're saying it was a consensual thing. So it's like he That's gets- where things have got sketchy because I feel like... And this is going to sound weird for me to say this, but I feel like I'm hearing misinformation in a weird way. When people start alleging that that it was non consensual, yeah, I feel the like they're just saying started that. to be made right because they're like that's the other side of it. Right. That's the other side of the coin is that this could have been non consensual and like what it sounds like to me and <laughs> what it sounds like to me is they did it a couple times, quite Encounters, yeah. Last encounter, she says no. And Ime was like, oh, like, come on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we went the distance four times in a row, and now in game five, we're we we're calling a loss <laughs> here. But, like, you know, I don't know. You're going to have to <laughs> cut all of that it completely. It's <laughs> so awful. But you know what I mean? That's why I paused before I said it. But, like, that's what it sounds like to me, is that he was hooking up with an assistant coach. One of these, I mean, it. what sucks, too, is that... Someone said it was like a... Uh, a uh, travel planner. That's oh, a so not even a coach. Yeah, so like some, somebody that was just a, like inside the organization. Mm-hmm. So probably some like 28 year old chick travel planner. She sets up what hotel the team stays in when they're on the road, books their flights and shit. <laughs> My problem with the whole thing <laughs> is like I'm signaling myself as a misogynist right now. Sounds like it's it sounds like my whole problem with it is it sounds like it's a consensual situation. For, like wasn't anything like violent, wasn't any sexual abuse, wasn't anything like that. There is no, right. there's not even a fucking sniff of that. So let the biz, let the organization handle it. Like they're going to handle it. They they have their own disciplinary actions in place. For situations like this, because they don't want you fraternizing with your coworkers, exactly. And then on a whole other level, on that, it's completely personal between this man and Nia Long and this other female who he had relations with. Yeah, people it's a were very quick to say situation. that this was an illicit affair of his relationship. You know what I mean? Huh. The old people were just very quick to judge that that it was an illicit affair of his relationship that he was overstepping the boundaries. And I'm of saying his own that we don't have the right to be talking about that, right? That's that is a little bit uncomfortable. The, how, are we sure that they don't have an open relationship? That's what I always say in these situations. Who fucking knows? Who knows what their life is like? Who knows what anything about these fucking people at a personal level? They don't. You don't. You don't. Maybe, and the, the only people that would are reporters that. Are around the team. And they probably don't even know even that much. then, that's outside I mean. of work, you're just in the facilities, You're yeah, just you at the facility. You don't know what's going on in their bedroom. Let's just say that. And why should we? They're NBA players. They play basketball. Yeah. And that's what it deeply disturbs me too about some of these reports where they're trying to spin this non-consensual situation. I'm not saying that that shouldn't be investigated, but until, until there's any evidence leading towards that, shut the fuck up about it. I know because r- allegedly Richard Jefferson came out here and was just like, well, you know, you gotta wonder if it was someone that was non-consensual. Basically threw the first flag out there. Yeah. And like, like that's dangerous. No, exactly. No grounded evidence of that coming out at all. And now all of a sudden, that's just planted seeds everywhere else. Because people were like, well, actually, yeah, it what it this could be viewed as non-consensual. Right. Even though after multiple who knows? It's just such an uncomfortable situation because it's like, that sounds like trouble that an organization shouldn't be getting into. Like you said, like their focus shouldn't be affairs of the front office. hmm And like, no, I'm saying that they, the organization has every right to do that. I'm saying the media has no right to be involved in these people's personal lives. Right, yeah. In the way that they're trying to be in the way that they're trying to spend this. That's what makes me uncomfortable. That's all the organization has every right to do what they want for probably good reason too. They don't want their coworkers fraternizing. I mean, that just makes things messy. Now it exactly. sounds like she's a, tr- if she really was a travel planner, I don't know how much that actually interferes with. I don't know. How, you know, like what you got to think she's, she, he is not her direct boss. That's what I mean. Like what level of favoritism can happen from that? It's not like, you know what I mean? It'd be yeah. different if it was like a direct thing, like a coach or assistant right. coach, because then they probably are getting or like a favoritism trainer or something like that, you know? Right travel planner. I mean, fuck, they're different parts of the fucking like you're working up in the office that's on the other side of the like different parts of the animal. Yeah. Yeah. Completely different parts. Yeah. I just it's just a weird thing to fucking turn into a story and make a talking point that you're right. really emphasized on. Cause you don't have any business in Nia Long and Ime Adokas and whoever this other poor lady who's getting her shit blown out into the wind about her exactly. And that's that was what I was thinking of earlier was that these women were being headhunted online. People were basically going to the Boston Celtics organization chart that they have online and like, oh, it's her. Oh, it's her. Oh, it's her. If you know you're truly I mean? empathetic, like, stop fucking doing that. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. And it sucks too, because like everybody on Reddit, you Yudoka is a total piece of shit. Total villain, like a villainous character. And I'm like, you know, it's really hard. He's like me, a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like he seemed, well, he seems like just an intense guy. Like he yeah. just seems like like a guy that's really focused and like wants to be one of the best coaches in the NBA. And he's a successful guy. Exactly. I mean, he's thought. worked his way to the top. Yeah, I don't. And the thing is, the shades are that now I'll call this as much information as you'd like to that he's going to get released from Boston. Steve Nash, bye-bye. Brooklyn. And he walks right back to Brooklyn. He was an assistant coach there in 21. Well, he'll get, maybe they'll hire him on this year. They do the classic hire the guy who's next. That happens all the time, dude. What if he comes back people, um, people were floating uh, Vogel for the Nets, though, too. But uh, I don't think that'll happen. I don't like that. That's just bullshit. But then that. Vogel goes to Boston? That, that could happen. I'd like that fit. That could easily happen. I'd like Frank Vogel. I would think he's that, got a younger LeBron. Exactly. And he's got. It's probably going to listen to him a little bit more. Smaller Anthony Davis in a way, defensively, Robert right. Williams. Yeah. And then he's got. Let's a, talk about that. Robert Williams played in the playoffs, coming back like what, eight days after an MCL scope? Yeah, Eight to 12 weeks, three months. That hurts them. That does hurt them because he is at times. The third best player on that well, team. Well, then what the, the thing about that is, every the believers are going to be like, oh, well, they'll be just fine. It's, it's, yeah, they'll, be just, they'll be ready for the playoffs. And I'm like, but is he going to be ready for the playoffs when he comes back? Is he just, is he going to be okay? I mean, they're taking the, they're taking it out, aren't they? That happens a lot. I think they're taking it out or they're part, taking partial. I don't um, know. I also don't know. Isn't it a knee? Yeah. It's again? like, it's like his MCL or something like that. It was just like, I think he that's had the that one partial can, tear in the in the playoffs and played the rest of the playoffs. One of them they can do. No, that's the meniscus. Maybe that's take, what it is. Yeah, they can't. I don't think it, I don't think his is a meniscus, but they can take the meniscus out. That's what happened to Porzingis. But and now he just plays so stiff and bad. He's bad. Yeah. I hate to say it, but he's just not good. Yeah. Is Jay Crowder going back to Miami? I think Jay Crowder should go to the fucking Lakers, but I think everyone should go to Lakers that is of any value because we need everything we can fucking get. (laughs) Because we're fucking pathetic. What do you play Jay Crowder at then? The three? The four. Or the three. It doesn't matter. I mean, him and Braun are pretty interchangeable. Braun's going to do Braun regardless of the position he's at in there. They had Jay Crowder. They could start... Beverly at the two. And then, like... You got to see if you can get something out of like Wenyan Gabriel starting at the three to complete a defensive rotation or like you start um, Troy Brown Jr. there who's undersized, mm-hmm. long wingspan. But then you got Lonnie Walker. I think Lonnie Walker should come off the bench. Here's what truly sucks about just having Russ on the team is, and, and this is just repeated over and over again, but bro, if he would literally just set screens, that is it if he just did that alone. If he was just a great cutter too. He he has all the instincts to be an incredible cutter. Yeah, because at that point the inverted pick and roll of LeBron and uh, Russ is going to be filthy. But if he would just set screens for people who can cut, like Austin Reeves can cut to the basket. Set a yeah. fucking screen for him. Oh yeah, You know what I mean? Right. There's guys on the team that can cut to the basket. Set some fucking screens. Quit just Standing there and being of no value when you don't have the fucking ball. Absolutely no value. LeBron, that's not the case. We know that's not the case. I mean, there's moments where he absolutely does like take his foot off the gas. But when LeBron needs to, he matters on both ends of the floor all the time. Yeah. And if he's not doing something, he's telling someone where they fucking need to be. And he's right about where they fucking need to be. J.R. Smith's whole existence. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Like, that dude doesn't know how to play basketball if LeBron's not with him. So, And then even (laughs) then, he struggles a little bit, (laughs) as we very well fucking know. So, that's what pisses me the most off about Russ. And that is why, if we want to just get into the signer trade here, we'll start it off. Western Conference fucking trade. The Los Angeles Lakers. I hate to say it. I, I wear the jersey in shame, dude. I wear the jersey in shame. I just... Not, I LeBron. not ready I'm not ready for that starting first lineup to be Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverley, LeBron James, it's going Anthony Davis, and Thomas Bryant. That's what it's going to be. Or Damian Jones. One of those two. The Russ, Russ isn't gone. And you know what makes me fucking sick, dude? What makes me so fucking sick about it? is now the Believers are coming out. And right, they're, yep, yep. They're like, well, they're okay with just living with Russ for another year, so then they have an open slot for a max player. I'm like, first off, what max players are we actually talking about here? We're really talking about Kyrie Irving, which I don't know how much of a fan I am of that. Why would the Lakers sign Kyrie to anything more than a one-year anyways? Right. Why does Kyrie want to do two one-years in a row? Yeah, Kyrie wants, wants four. Term. He wants a max. He wants a max. And that's what they're saying. They're saying that, oh, well, he, they want that max slot open after Russ's money is off the books. And I'm like, if that's what they want, cool. If they legitimately think Braun can't win a championship anymore. My problem with that is I realistically think LeBron could win a championship this year. If Anthony Davis is healthy and you gather just a few more pieces around him. You just find something, right. something like three weeks, six weeks, nine weeks into the season. You're just picking up guys to run through the grind. And from all reports, they just won't give up the two picks. And that's why Russ isn't gone. And I'm like, if that's really what's holding you back, then I think you're misjudging what you have with one more year of LeBron. Because even once LeBron's gone, what the fuck are those two picks going to do for you anyway? Because once LeBron's gone, I'm sorry, Anthony Davis is gone. Yep he ain't sticking oh, around for sure think about all the media and shade that that's he's- been thrown at him he's the fuck out of there the only reason he's still fucking there is because of lebron james the only reason he's there in the first place is lebron fucking james that organization is going to be in shambles no matter what that's effort. why they don't even give up the two picks because they know but those two picks aren't going to be anything and in reality you're going to get picks back when those guys go exactly you when, know what you're right exactly and that's what I've always said what, watch the LeBron Lakers because LeBron will probably walk I think LeBron will finish out two years and walk I really do yeah it's real uh, yeah. just because of the way this is going and then Davis Davis you're getting picks Doesn't you're getting matter. four first rounders for Davis right probably two, like Two original and two swaps. Chicago Davis, fucking yep, sell out. Yep, they are gonna sell on last year of Demar. Guarantee it. Demar will be like thirty-seven. Yeah, they'll sell on him and Levine. What's Davis got? Like a few years left. No, they're selling him on Lonzo Ball. I guarantee you, Lonzo Ball will end up back in L.A. with Demar. Fuck, Levine could be gone too. But they they would want to keep Levine. They'd want to keep. They want Levine and Anthony Davis playing together. Yeah, it's not a bad fit either. I'd give up Patrick Williams if I was Chicago, too. Who knows what the fucking Eastern Conference is going to look like in two or three years, too. God knows. And that's the end of his prime Anthony Davis, too. Yeah. Because what? He's got I mean, that prime prime could be over. After next year, after next year, he's a free agent. That prime could be over, bud. Already. I don't think so. I really don't think so. But regardless, I think they're misjudging the situation, personally. But maybe that's just me being blind with my belief in LeBron. For like one more year, even though I really do think it's done. I, 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 he's, if he doesn't win a championship this year, he's not winning another championship. Yep, it's done. This is the last year that he can do it, and they simply did not do anything to get him I'll there. Value? No, maybe Russ will be gone by that deadline. I don't know. But we if got Russell's- a lot of Jews down there. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how to run a front office. No kidding. I walked into this front office. I said boy, this is the worst front office I've ever seen. I was like, this is... I said it to myself. I was like, this is the worst front office I've ever seen. So, I just yeah, mock Shane Gillis. These they, days. They're a trade for me. They're an absolute trade. I'm sure you had them there too, right? <sighs> no, actually. Um, they were in that same light. It was like obvious. But I also didn't just want to like... Bro, this is that time of year and why I texted you about the Lakers because I was like... Now is our chance to just put twenty percent more faith in it than what we have right now. Just send it their way during training camp. They get it together. Russ just just becomes even half of what he needs to be, and all of a sudden they win fifty-one games. Russ becoming half of what he needs to be is literally just setting screens, and that was my point. Like, because what you also need to be is to be like a almost average three-point shooter, but that's not gonna fucking happen. It won't happen. Just sets oh, but he changed his jump screen. shot. He changed his jump <laughs> shot. Did you see that? Just sets some screens, dude. That's half of what we need you to do. Just fucking do half. Please do half of what we need you to just do. Just be Gordon Hayward on offense. Right. At this point. Be Gordon Hayward. I just... It's so bad, dude. It's so bad. Yeah, I know. That's why, like, when people bring it up to me, that's all I can say to them. Your, I say, it's so bad. Your faith was misdirected because fucking Bojan goes to fucking Detroit and they get... They Detroit just fleeces them for right. I was like, what kind of what kind of trade is this? You know what that is? That's Detroit fleecing them, and then they're gonna turn around and flip his ass to a fucking contender and get something for, for him. Two first round picks yes. at that deadline. Yes. Oh my god! The, 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 the fucking genius fool, the fools movie. who out here are like, well, no, this just makes them dynamic because. They don't want him. No, they don't want (laughs) to fucking compete right now. Everyone that's like, this can make them a play-in team now, and they really want that. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You guys, I couldn't believe it. Jalen Rose, it actually made me disrespect Jalen Rose because I actually fuck with Jalen Rose. I like his takes. I think he's reasonable almost all the time. I think he's pretty reasonable. And this motherfucker just being a Detroit fanboy, I mean, I get it. you 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 were a piston. Like, I get it. Right? He can't, right? I don't fucking know. He anyway. was, he was. He's from Detroit. Yeah, he's from Detroit. <laughs> talking so about true. it and shit, talking about them being a plant. I was like, oh my God, get this shit out of here. Get this shit out of here. So yeah, I didn't, I, they're gonna, they're gonna turn around and fucking fleece a contender is what they're gonna do. Phoenix, That's, Miami. Why didn't Utah just do business? Boston. You mean to tell me Boston wouldn't want Bojan oh, right yeah, now with Gallinari after. down? Yep. Pfft. Too easy, right? That's, that's better than that's Gallinari. It. I would Who love that. Who do you send hit. for him, though? Who do you send? for Do you send Grant Williams for that? Maybe. You Try. caught on Grant Williams and you say, Grant, went are great. Chippy? Yep. Because he's bigger. You might be able to get away with less in a first round. Throw a first round pick and then just a couple... Salary fillers? I don't know, bro. It's Boston. They'll get it for something. They'll get it for something ridiculously cheap. They'll make a good deal. Homeboy, and it'll be outside their good top at making eight. deals. I know. Uh, what's his face? Stevens. Brad yeah. Stevens. The only guy that just failed upward continuously in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he talks every team into his eighth to eleventh guy. Yeah. Saying like, this guy has a lot of potential. He's outside of a rotation. He's not really working here. It's like Budenhauser, but he got more respect for it. Foot are just <laughs> uncomfortable. Well, he just oh, and he always just has like a guy that's just terrible, but he just loves so much. He always <laughs> you can't fire him now. He, he keeps recycling Wesley Matthews too. That's what it. Oh, I know how bad he is loves that? Wesley Matthews. Wes Matthews starting at the two for them, and Buck Bucks lo- like fanboys just love that too. I think it's great. Wes can't make shots. <laughs> Wes cannot make shots anymore. I, I love season with he the can't. Lakers. Oh my god, dude. You just can't come back from that alone man that was air balls actual fucking air balls dude how many times do you see air balls in the nba i think one was in a open corner too. shots yeah and i think one was in a playoff game it's just the way that he shoots yeah it's that he doesn't jump it's all arm yeah and it's just whoop, just goes right over was, i hate it bad poor man. guy because you know what he had three prime years in Portland, like, eight years ago. And it was just, like, the Desmond Bain of the NBA, right. essentially. He was, like, Desmond Bain. Well, like, not as good on scoring, but as good, like, same kind of role as Desmond Bain for mm-hmm. the Trailblazers forever ago. And then just... He tore his Achilles in 2015, and it just wrecked him. Yeah, ruined him. Wasn't the same. The Achilles is the one you just really don't come back from, Barn Kevin Durant, <laughs> yeah. apparently. But then that's even in question now, too. So that's not get it. Oh, he's disrespected right now. All right. Let's not get it twisted. Uh, who are you at for? Let's go on Eastern Conference signing. I didn't even say my West trade. That's fine. We're, we, I like to flip flop back and forth. It's fun that way. Eastern Conference sign. The Atlanta Hawks. Okay. I'm signing the Hawks. I can respect that. This is what I wrote here. They cut some fat off and added a dynam- dynamic combo next to Trey and DeJounte. Bogey has a six man plus a congo off the bench. DeAndre Hunter on an upswing. I feel they could easily finish between five and eight, but I think they will start the season hot. Mm-hmm. I'm leaning more towards eight for that prediction, but that's the range. I feel like they have a clear top seven right now. That's pretty good. And I mean, they sold on Hunter. I mean, they sold on Herder. Mm-hmm. but they got DeJounte. I mean, I feel like they're just poised to really make a jump. I think that backcourt has a... <laughs> don't hate on me, Cleveland fans, has potential to be better than DG and Mitchell. See, and that goes right into my Eastern Conference signing of the Cleveland Cavaliers, so we <laughs> can just kind of group these two teams together because I think they're inexplicably, inexplicably linked. Yep. Uh, kind of just in in general. So... Both teams go out and get a nice big piece. Arguably, I mean, not even arguably. It's very clear Donovan Mitchell is the better player than DeJonte yeah, Murray. for sure, much better score. Um, right, and then you, and then there's also the discussion of fit. And quite frankly, I think the fit between Mitchell and VG works better than the fit of Dejounte and Trey. I don't know. I don't know. See, I, I, that's I where we're going to disagree then, because I, I just think in general that uh, as Good of a playmaker that DG is. I think he's a better playmaker than Trey. I think Trey's just flashy more than anything. I don't think Trey actually... And he's got the silky jump shot, too. Yep, yep. Uh, DG, I think DG's court vision is on a a different level above that. And that's why I think that's going to overcome any of the mild concerns you initially have about putting together Mitchell and DG because I know Mitchell's very ball dominant, but we know he possesses the ability to play off the ball. I think he wants to at this point. I think he wants to at this point too. I think he knows he probably needs to as well, especially in this situation. If he's got his head on straight, Dejounte obviously a great defensive piece to go against and go next to a guy like Trey who's literally hunted on fucking yep. as a as a fucking mismatch. So for the playoffs, it makes sense. You you got a nice defensive guard who can operate as well, and they have Hunter. Yeah, who's a dynamic great, exactly great wing defender. Right, great dynamic uh, piece there. I just still got John Collins. My problem with that is I think Trey still limits you. I don't think DeJounte is enough to overcome the limitations set by Trey. I just, I think, and I don't like the fit either. I don't, the fit to me doesn't make sense in terms of their style of play. Honestly. See, they're both a little ball dominant, aren't they? Well, I mean, DeJounte just is a slasher. Right, he's a decent jump shot. Very nice mid-range fadeaway. Mm-hmm. Very nice mid-range shot. He's athletic, extremely long athletic. Long arms, right? So I feel like what you're saying, like he's like a discount John Morant, isn't he? He's no, a, not even that. He's like, I know it's disrespectful He's like discount. Say Marcus, about people, but not even like discount Marcus Smart. But he's almost like Damar Marcus Smart. DeMar Smart, DeMarcus Smart, <laughs> DeMarcus Smart. They're, he's DeMarcus Smart because like he's that tenacious on defense. He has that fiery of a personality, but he's got nice footwork. He's got nice mid range. Now he's like, if he wants to be those players, he's probably like a B minus C plus version of them. Mm-hmm. But like that, I feel like they're, he's just in that mold because Marcus Smart is an A plus wing defender. Dejounte is probably like a B plus. You know what I mean? Right. But, and what you're saying there too, my first thought was to get matched up with Boston in the playoffs. One of them's got to guard Marcus Smart and one of them has to guard Jalen Brown. So you're putting DeJounte on Jalen Brown, which is already kind of iffy because yeah. Jalen's bigger. And yep. then Marcus Smart on Trey is dangerous. And I think you still need a guy in that to put two, I mean, arguably the two spot uh, next to Trey who can still space the floor. Yeah. Because I mean, at what point? At what point would you hide Marcus or um, Trey Young on uh, Williams, like Grant Williams? Right. Like you just hide him on there. Robert Williams, it, that's just waiting to be abused. So, and like, well, and that's a, and like I don't know with Dejounte not being able to space the floor at all. Like he he can't he can't shoot the three. Yeah, he can't. He can shoot the three decently. I think that would surprise you. Oh. He's a moderate three point shooter. I don't know. I just I have less belief. But he is closer to Russ than he is to like Clay Thompson, right? And Don James Mitchell's closer to Clay Thompson than he is to Russ, right? Exactly. I mean, that's, that's just a weird comp to have to make at any day of the fucking week, but <laughs> I guess we'll make it in this situation. I I don't know. It's tough for me to want to sign the Hawks. I just, for some reason, they feel like a team to me that's going to start off like eight and three, and like just pick it up, make yeah, it to like sixteen and eight. Just keep rolling. And they probably will too after what they did last season. Yeah. Where they were like, yeah, it's tough to get up for these games. And then they started getting fucking waxed. Yeah. Yeah. That's their own fault. Yeah. So I don't know. I just had this moment of confidence where I really started thinking about the Hawks and I was like, there's just something there where they already have a clear top eight returning guys, Mm -hmm. guys that know their role Bogdanovich off the bench is going to be nicer than him starting. And there's also the potential for John Collins at some point to be moved for two pieces too because that's always in the fucking strategy. But why would they do that? I completely why? agree with you. I don't like it depending on what you get, but that's always out there. I mean, Dallas Mavericks apparently always want him. <laughs> well, of course, the Mavericks want him, but the Hawks should want him too to do the same thing. Yeah, I think the I think it'd be Oh, he would. Him then you're and Luka. running you're hitting. then you're running wood too, him and Wood out there on the in the front court. Jesus. You sell them what Dinwiddie and Powell? Just two lob threats too for Luca. Yeah. Just a perfect roll. And partner. Collins has got that little fade around, fade too. Yeah. He's got that little turnaround jumper. And he's got a corner three too. Yeah. Dude, that'd be so nice. I love Slide it. Slide him Dinwiddie Powell and two first round picks. No way the Hawks do business with Dallas, though. Why not? They gave him Luca. I, I just I think they're salty for that. <laughs> they uh, gave him Luca. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they have they have potential to be a solid team. I think it's going to be interesting to see how them and Cleveland play out. Honestly, yeah. I think I have faith that Cleveland will be the better team because they have the much better bigs mm-hmm. and better defense in general. Mm-hmm. But the Hawks are just—they have such an Atlanta flair to them. See, I think the, Haw- the Hawks definitely have more of a chance of being in the play in, though, than the Cavs. Cavs do. The Cavs stay healthy. Let's hope. I bet I'm willing to say Atlanta would be a play in team. But I'm saying on the higher side, I'm saying they're the seven seed looking down yeah. in the play in. The East is tight. It is. It is. It is exactly. It's going to be a mess. It's- There's five really good teams. Yeah. Like really, really good teams in the East right now. Yeah. The East is more of a toss up. I don't Weston. understand why people are still shading Jimmy Butler at this point. Too, the East are still in the elite, or the Heat are still in the elite of the. East. Yeah, I don't know either, but the East is a lot more messier than the West. There's three teams, oh, more, closer to two, that I realistically think can win the West, and that's Golden State and the Denver Nuggets. I cannot put the Clippers in there because they're just not healthy. Anthony Davis. Fun fact, Anthony Davis has played more games in the last two seasons. Not a great stat. When Paul George combined. I think it's two or three seasons. Think about that. I think a, how much shade does Anthony fucking Davis get for not being healthy? It's because those guys actually suck, though. Nobody wants to actually complain about them being injured. And they don't have a fucking ring within the last... Three seasons. Well, Kawhi. Kawhi technically. You think Kawhi misses Toronto a little bit? I don't know. We got to keep moving forward. (laughs) Fuck Kawhi. I hate Kawhi. I hate talking about Kawhi. Actually, we're just about to talk about Kawhi because they're my Western Conference signing. Oh, you fucking pud. I I don't have them as a. They're a top three team in the West for me, but they're the third. They're not the. They're the third most likely to win the West for me. Deep, deep bench. No restrictions on Kawhi, but he'll be in load management. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling this team having a 20 and 5 start. Jesus, Phoenix Suns level. Just smoking them. Bro, they have Norm Powell Norm coming and back. Robert Covington, two starting level players uh, coming off the bench well, that'll run. Broco's questionable. Broco's questionable on. at you this put point. Co- You put Covington on the Miami Heat, and he is there. Perfect for. Look, guarantee it. The, well, and the truth, what well, the truth of the matter is, is you give fucking uh, homeboy a turd and he polishes it. Uh, Spolstra. Yeah. Not Spolstra. Uh, not from Miami. Uh, the Clippers. Oh, Ty uh, yeah. Ty Lue, yeah. He can make Markeith Morris a value. A center. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> a center. Anyway, in so he'll get something out of Rocco. He'll get something out of Rocco. It's statistically proven. Tank. He had his best shooting sample from three and from the field goal. And from overall Small field goal. Small sample. But the Clippers list. Small season. sample. That's all I'll say. Roko you know looks what? hard in a Clippers jersey. You know what else? I will say he that. Does. He does. And so does Norm. Norm and that does makes too. me sad because Norm, Norm looks great in a Blazers jersey, too. They are the 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 they are on paper, as we love to say, and it reigns true, the deepest team in the West. In the league. Entirely. In the league, they are the deepest fucking team. It's undeniable. Don't trust them. I don't trust him either. I do not trust him and I will always say this. Show me a playoff game that Paul George is going to be able to close on the free throw line because our last evidence of him, he could not do it. And before then, you know what he also did? He couldn't close out a 3-1 lead. He could not do it. Yeah. So show me Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I mean, it would have been LA. and It would have been Clippers and Bucks in the finals. Can you close out a cup of coffee without having a fucking anxiety attack? (laughs) Fucking pussy. Uh, I I respect the signing. I felt like I had to almost. It's... Yeah, you're almost... I mean, I'm being almost uh, uh, spiteful by not having them as a signing. But I think I have reasonable logic in saying that it's based off of the fact that Kawhi is just not existent. Paul George is just not existent. And even when they do exist, the last evidence we had of them existing, like you said, the three one fucking, they blew it. They blew it. So did not mentally want to be there and compete for an NBA championship. Right. So the last time we saw them on the doorstep of greatness, they cowered away from it. That's, that's the most recent member we have. And these Paul guys. George lost to Chris Paul. Right. Paul George lost to Chris Paul. And let's not forget Luca pushing them the next season, too, the next playoff run. Pushing them. Luca pushed them two times in a row in the first round. I'd love that's, to see Luca get them this year. I That'd know. It's fucking just, great. Especially because they're coming, especially if the Clippers spend 80% of the season healthy. Second round second round. At that Dallas point, Luca becomes the new giant killer. And he takes the title from Kawhi. <laughs> right? Yes. I mean, that'd literally be him. No, he has, to, title. he has to finish it out. He's got to finish it out and win the championship to get that title. You think? Yeah. Honestly, the giant killer right now is Giannis. I don't know, but Luca just got Phoenix. Giannis giant, I guess. Luca just what? murdered Chris Paul's life. Took Chris Paul's life from him. Ate his fucking soul. He takes down Kawhi Leonard. If they had two, if they had two better role players, two like A-minus a- level yeah. role players for Dallas, they could have won that Golden State series. If they had better power forwards and small forwards, they would have won. If they just won. had someone else that stepped up when they needed to, it's really what it was. The other guys just suffered. They just they just cut off Brunson's life. <laughs> right. They did not let that exist. Yeah. They did not let they let Luca put up 40 a game. Yeah. And, and they didn't and let, let it matter. Powell or uh, they didn't let um Bullock get like four threes from the corner, just right. wide open. They didn't. Cleba wasn't DFS, getting hot. Nothing. Yeah, there was God nothing there. Fucking damn it. Now they they fucking gamed him out, dude. They fucking gamed him out hard, and it sucks. But at least they won one. At least they won one, and Luca got to show that the magic actually does work against Golden State. It's just doesn't have enough firepower. No, there's not enough. You need a you need another guy. You need another guy there, and I'm yeah, afraid to they're never shit. gonna seven foot center. I just, you need two Roll. fucking guys to win a championship. <laughs> well, you just, I, you can't win with one guy anymore. You can't. can't. Who just won the championship? Yeah. A team of six guys. Right. A rotation core of, of like six guys. Yeah, but four that really matter. And that, and you could argue two that actually really matter the most in Wiggins and Steph Curry. Without those two pieces, yeah. you did not win that championship. Without Wiggins getting eight eight boards a game. Right. And just absolutely silencing Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum looks scared to drive against Andrew Wiggins. Right. God damn it. They got Wiggins to play defense. Andrew Wiggins damn. doesn't even look scary. That was the thing. That's why Tatum backed down too. Because like he just took all that momentum. Doesn't even look like a threat. Uh, let's go ahead and throw out Western Conference... Signing for myself here. Or should we do an Eastern Conference trade? I'll do an Eastern Conference trade. I think this one is going to be a little hot. (laughs) I feel like it's the same as mine. Philly. Oh, Philly. um, And I'll tell you why. Bring me back down to earth because I've been getting hot on Philly lately and I don't like it. I'll tell you why. This team Is an Embiid injury away from just being an okay team? I don't care if Harden lost a hundred pounds; he's not winning you regular season games like he did in Houston. He's not even playing that style of basketball anymore. Realistically, he can't play alongside Joel Embiid because of what that demands of him and in terms of changing his game. So. And if Embiid goes down, you're you're done. Done. You're done. You'll probably make the playoffs, but you ain't oh, for doing sure. nothing in the fucking playoffs. James Harden's a disgrace. Four. Of seven, he's a four of seventeen in the playoffs. It's a fucking meme. It is a fucking meme at this point. So. I just can't have too much faith in them. I never have faith in James Harden. I've lost faith in James Harden, quite frankly. Yeah, I really just, I'm, I'm so far out on him and his attitude and his presence. And then Embiid, I just think is questionable. He's just questionable. Like, yeah, he's probably played more games than AD and stuff like that. And he's an incredible talent, fun personality too. But like, health is just always a question mark. I mean, he is always dinged up and I will say he's got more of fucking gall to play through shit like that than Anthony Davis. Certainly. Oh has. yeah. Anthony Davis fucking springs his toe and he can't even fucking put a shoe on. I mean, Jesus Christ. So there's that, but I just, I continuously lack faith in these guys. It's just been happening and be It's definitely been happening for a while. Harden. It happened like quick, like Harden, like hit a wall and then just can't recover. Almost. It feels like, I just feel like James Harden's always, I mean, he literally has always lost in the playoffs. Right. He's always lost. I don't care how healthy the hamstring is. I don't, it's just not there. And the fact that he's just the fact that even we're only what four, three and a half, four months removed from him going two of 11 in a playoff game, right? Taking two shots in the second half of a playoff game. What's going Non-existing. on? Not, non-existent. non The ball didn't come back to me. Right. What, like seven Dude, turnovers? Dude, you're James Harden. Take over. Mori right. once compared you to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan doesn't wait for the ball to come back to him, you fucking pussy. <laughs> what's <laughs> Michael Jordan is the ball? <laughs> it's just like, I don't know what realistically stops him when he's in these moments. It's well, just like he concedes every time. I think the injury just over. I think the injury was real, and I've said that on this oh, podcast. Yeah, I, think, for sure. I think that 100% was bothering. I'm glad he finally came out and acknowledged it. But even with that, I still just... I, I can't. Because we know what James Harden can do for you in a regular season. And we know what he can't do for you in the playoffs. And that is just so blatantly fucking clear at this point. It's Russ level. It it's is, bad. It's, it's so bad. Level like it doesn't get as much shade because I think he is still playing better basketball because than because Russ. He can is. Shoot because he can shoot the ball, right? That's why, and he can pass the ball better than Russ too. Yeah, he can. He definitely can, and that's that's why he gets excused. and that's why I just, as a podcast, and as NBA fans that favor the playoffs and the championships in terms of respect for these organizations and these teams and these players. Like, that's what we like. We like our chips with our dip. (laughs) That's the whole essence of the fucking network. Uh, we love the chippy. I just, I always think of these things in terms of that. And that it's just tough. Like there, I just, I don't think you did enough around these guys. And I just don't think those guys are enough in general. Don't, I don't think James Harden is the piece that's going to save and It's tough to say because it's like, if James Harden really is Russ level, then they shouldn't have hope that he's going to take them anywhere because like, and then you go out and you get the old Houston Rockets pieces. How long before they have Eric Gordon, how long before they sell Tobias Harris to the Houston Rockets for Eric Gordon in a first round pick. Yep. And they had Trez there for like a week. Trez is not making it to the playoffs. You cannot play him there. They're going to play him 45 games where Embiid's going to be available for what? 70% of that. He's eaten the rest of those starts. He gets 16 points a game. You let him go before the playoffs and you let somebody else actually want to play defensive full, like center behind him. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It's just like, it's easy to sign them though too because of Joel Embiid. I completely understand if if someone else was in this conversation with us and had him as a signing. I would get that. But me personally, I'm just so far out on Harden and I'm just almost there with Embiid, dude. I'm fucking knocking on the door. Hey, I'm so, I'm saying it every day of the week. I've been saying it for months now. Embiid to Miami. Jokic is the better player. Nikola Jokic is a yeah, top three just the wins. Nikola Jokic the win is a top three NBA player in this fucking league right now. It goes Giannis, Steph, Jokic. How ridiculous was it that ESPN put Steph at seven? Ignorant. I was like, are you serious? They they actually put him at seventh place. Did they really? Yeah, LeBron was what six. Katie was eighth, and Booker somehow snuck into the top ten. Like, where's that? It was so bad. Jimmy Butler was seventeenth. Yeah, I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, but Jimmy Butler's one season away from not being a top ten player. You said that two seasons ago, and now Jimmy just put up like 43 and 12 in the playoffs on the season. I think this is the season. (laughs) If he doesn't get in. rid of the if he doesn't get rid of the hair extensions, then yeah, it's the se- This yeah. is the season that it happens. Yeah. All right, you to... gotta fuck that, dude. Let's stay focused. Yeah. <laughs> ESPN's top 100 was garbage. Yeah, dude. it we'll was talk... so bad. We can talk about that on another. And it's day. supposed to be bad. It's supposed to be bad. I don't know if it's supposed to be bad. I think they thought it was probably good when they put it together, dude. They're like, "Yep, we're really getting them with this." Fucking idiots. The only one that they got right was that Giannis was number one. Mm. In my opinion. It's like, oh, yeah. You need to throw out a uh, Western Conference trade. Team, we already really touched on here. The Phoenix Suns. Mm -hmm. I think that goes unsaid. Um, I did have one more really fun, though. Eastern Conference trade. Mm -hmm. If we go into that. No, let's go. Let's talk Phoenix. Phoenix. Okay, yeah. So Jay Crowder, once out vehemently, has obviously demanded a trade on Twitter in all caps. And... Apparently, it's because Cam Johnson was told that he's going to have the starting power forward. Position. As he should. As he should. As he's he better. fucking should. He's better. He's six. what, six eight, six nine? Right. He's got the size on Crowder. He's got a bigger wingspan. He's a better shooter. Right. He's just better. Let him start. Hey, is there going to be a game in the playoffs if Crowder stays where Crowder gets to start? Probably. So shut the fuck up. Play your role, bitch. Right. I don't know. Like, he's just like, okay, yeah. The streamlined... Starting lineup with CP three Booker Bridges Johnson and Aiton is going to be great. Yeah, and then you have Crowder and Biombo and um, then you have um, Sarge back. As I think Johnson's four. three is better than Crowder at this point, right? Yeah. And what do they, they love to play? They love to play Aiton with four out. So, sorry, Jay. Like, yeah, you you can quote unquote shoot the three on paper. I end not very good anymore. he went cold in the playoffs. Hasn't he suffered the last two seasons of the playoffs from three Miami? He was good. Miami in the bubble. He was pretty damn good. But then (laughs) Phoenix, he was decent in that finals run. And then last year, you know, he he fell off. Yeah. And look, we Carmelo Anthony is like a 38, three 38% three point shooter at this point. So I don't think anybody wants that anymore. Honestly. Yeah. He has no job right now. Like Even the Lakers didn't bring him back. There's got to be something that our teams are just like, no, we can't play you in the playoffs. Yeah, we can't anymore. Especially now with the play-in. Everyone wants to be a fucking play-in team, apparently. Uh, Phoenix, yeah, and, and we already talked about the sad media day and all that shit, all the drama that's involved there. I mean, all the drama surrounded by Aiton. So, like, yeah, Aiton's just supposed to be hunky-dory now. I mean, yeah, he got the bag, but it wasn't the bag he wanted. And he got it in a really weird way. Yeah. Really guilty feeling way almost. Yeah. Like, and who Phoenix, knows? the organization should feel guilty. Right. And we got, I mean, I think it's reasonable because they've, has been some reports about this. It was obviously something between him and Sarver. Oh yeah. And they did for not sure. see eye to eye about the, obviously his value at its well, core. Sarver and, still caved. Right. And who, but who knows what What else? if it's, be, he's probably because he knew that this was all coming down yeah. on him. That, and then like, I just, who knows what their relationship was like, dude. And you talk about Obviously some of the intense. some of the shit that this guy says and stuff. Who knows what he has ever said that could have been offensive to DeAndre Ayton? So, like, I just don't think DeAndre Ayton's just happy now. I don't think he's happy. I don't think he wants to be there. By all reports, he is happy. He gives back to the community. You know what I mean? He has a community presence. He talked about in the media day about being like a lifelong member of like the arizona community you know what i mean like that kind of stuff a lot of players know what to say now though exactly it was great pr what he said he said i'm just happy to have like he basically just said i'm happy to have the money right and if i'm him i'm happy to have the money too he got i was watching a video about generational wealth exactly a video about Shaq getting an offer from the um orlando magic originally on his rookie extension or, like, just a new contract in general. And they offered him like four for 55. Mm-hmm. And then Alonzo Morning got over 100 mil. And then the Lakers slid the four, 115 to Shaq. And Shaq's like, bye. And then you see DeAndre Ayton gets the four for 133. Mm-hmm. And you're like, woo. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that money doesn't stop there either. That won't be the last contract he gets in the NBA. Maybe the biggest contract he ever gets in the NBA. Probably. But <laughs> it's not his only source of income. <laughs> a guy at that level, a guy at that level has people around him that that money is going to be, that money is going to make him money. You know? Oh, I mean? yeah. Yeah. He's I mean, investing. He's going to be rich for life. So good for him. He got paid. I just, I think there's a lot of drama surrounding this team. I think that hurts you. I mean, let's look at the Lakers. <laughs> look at how much fucking drama surrounds them and how they suffer on the court. I think there's direct relations on that. So, we'll see. I mean, Aiton could still be gone after January or something. I mean, that's not out of the cards. Nothing is out of the fucking cards in this league. We know that. I feel like if Phoenix ends up starting out, middling around the sixth seed, then they'll do that. Right. They'll probably try to trade Chris Paul too, to be quite honest with you. They'll trade everybody except for Johnson, Bridges, and Booker. Chris Paul will finish out there. 38. The The last thing, what he has... a. Team option or player option in the last year of that contract? Probably a player option. I think it's a player option. I bet he goes until at least the last year and then leaves. Picks up the option and they trade him. Watch him go back to the Clippers with Kawhi. Kawhi. Play for Ballmer. Jesus. Or he goes to Boston. Just becomes the ultimate. I think he just retires. Just retires? Yeah. I think he'll be done. There's nowhere else to go. You it. don't think there's one Chris Paul season at the end of his line where he's coming off the bench for New Orleans, twenty-three minutes a game. <laughs> New Orleans, twenty-three minutes a game on a team that can compete in the playoffs, New but Orleans. doesn't include him in the starting lineup. New Orleans would be nasty. dude. goes there? Fucking on a playoff run. Like, that would be crazy. Like the deadline. <laughs> Retired. I don't fucking. Know. That's a lot to talk about. Phoenix. Uh, that's a nice. That's a nice trade. I like that. Uh, Where are we at? We need an Eastern Conference. We got signings done. We need an Eastern Conference trade, right? Go ahead. Go ahead. Throw it. Throw it out there. I'm just going to read. I'm not going to say their name yet. Prep your chakras. The Nets might just start the season hovering between the six and nine range. You just said their name. Yep. Well, I mean, I didn't (laughs) want to say it to like say the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, okay. KD is absolutely disgusted with his number eight ranking in ESPN. He's absolutely pissed off. He's been tweeting about it. Plus, Kyrie wants a big bag this offseason, but 60 points per game between them won't translate to wins if they can't get solid contributions from a kind of thin bench. They honestly have a thin bench. Mm -hmm. Plus, Steve Nash. He's just... I don't think he's a playoff coach right now. Mm -hmm. Like, playing KD 43 minutes as your absolute number one plan Mm -hmm. should not be on the forefront of your minds. I mean, I get it's the playoffs, but like you still have to ease into series. Mm -hmm. Like Katie, you need to start some like bench guys more in the first half and then let Katie play the whole second court, second half. Of course. Right. But like that first half, you got to be breaking him up a little bit more. So you're trading them. Yeah. Damn. I'm trading them. I said, I think they'll hover around the six to nine seed while they get things worked out because Where's Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons put out a statement the other day that he's been working on convincing himself to play basketball again. He was just in the media day, dude. He was working on convincing himself to play basketball again. So how broken is this guy? That was what he said in the media he, day. Well, That was what he said, I think, on JJ, JJ Reddick's podcast. Okay, well, he just had a media day, so I think he's playing fucking basketball. But to what degree... Exactly. On paper what it's degree? a great fit. On paper it is a great fit. Does he start at the four for them? I feel like he has to. Yeah. I would think. People want to say he's the point guard. I'm like no. He's like a you... point four or five. Yeah. I'm like because realistically, KD and Kyrie should be the only ones on the team initiating the ball when they're on the court. Right. Like I don't know, unless you have some extremely dynamic plays you can run where KD is running off the screens or Kyrie wants to do the same thing, which is realistic to think that he'll get those kind of looks. Right. I mean, it's Ben Simmons. They'll let him take the ball up the court probably what 10, 15 times a game. Yeah, a decent bit. I mean but again in the second half, is this guy gonna pass the ball when he's under the rim? Right. I mean, but you gotta think about who he's passing it to. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you're literally under the rim with Trey Young in front of you and you're six foot nine, two twenty five. Someone Simmons, else. I don't think it was Trey Young. It was Trey Young. Oh, Young. It that's was Trey Young. It was bad. It's very bad. That is really bad. And he passed it to Thaiball and somebody crashed behind Thibol and fouled him and yeah. made Thaible go. I mean, Thaible missed the free throws, which is I mean, it's awesome. just so it it's all me. part of the problem. But like the fact that Simmons even passed the ball to begin with with an extremely meek defender on him. Right literally under the basket. Bad. Is he going to be able to play in the playoffs next to Katie and Kyrie, whom everything we've seen from them is they live in the moment like that. Mm -hmm. They are everything. They want that moment. Exactly. Kyrie was living that moment. Game one in Boston. Yeah. We saw him flipping off the crowd, Mm -hmm. but he was still hitting these absolutely insane, hold the ball for six seconds on the wing put my feet in the right position I I need to to spring upwards. Bad possessions. Not, no, they're not bad possessions. I mean, they were successful shots, but it was a bad possession. If Kyrie's doing that, that's not a bad possession. I'm just saying that's statistically, I mean, probably not statistically, but you just got to think like, you can't hold the ball that long, but then he still gets the buck. It kills the rhythm a little bit. Yes, yes, that's what I mean. But like, it also insinuates rhythm in a weird way. That game is just iconic too, because. Well, it might have been. Because you know what that moment is supposed to do when Kyrie just slowly backs you down with almost no strength about it. a yeah. 16-foot line and just turn and fades. It's supposed to make everything go... It's Kobe, dude. Yeah, it's supposed to make everything just flatline. It's Kobe. He turns into Kobe when he does that. It's tough to, for me to put them as a trade, honestly. I think they're going to be... I think they're going to be solid... I still have questions in the playoffs just because sure. I have questions about Kevin Durant now in the playoffs, but I think regular season, they're going to be fine. I think we're going to get a lot of Ben Simmons and I think Ben Simmons can help win you regular season games, uh, especially with the, the amount of role players that they have on the team. This is a deep team. It's a pretty deep team. I think mm-hmm. Steve Nash isn't the coach. I don't think he's meant to be a head coach. He's certainly not a good fit with this squad. I think that's clear. I mean, there's been absolute clear moments where he has fumbled the bag in terms of his rotations and, and stuff. I mean, he is... Playing Kyrie at the three, essentially. Right. He had no idea what to do against Boston. No idea. There was nothing left. You put Tyloo in that situation, it's going to be a different ball game. It really will be a different ball ballgame. Uh, he's going to get things out of his players and his rotations that Nash simply cannot. I think that they are going to be falling back on the lineup of Claxton, KD, Royce O'Neal, T.J. Warren, and Kyrie, just for size purposes, mm-hmm. they're gonna work out that rotation to see what it can be, because Warren is big, and so is Royce O'Neill. Royce O'Neal effectively played the four in Utah for like th- the last three years in the Western Conference. Like he can play the three next to KD, right? Like, and he can moderately try to space the floor, and so can T.J. Warren. Mm-hmm. They can T.J. Warren's better in isolation, but I mean, just adding him off the bench for them. But I feel like if they can get good defensive possessions out of those two wings, they're no smaller than the 76ers. They're no smaller than Miami. Like, they're exactly... I mean, they'll have trouble against Milwaukee, but what team in the entire league wouldn't... Besides the Nuggets, probably. Right. Even then. <laughs> or Anthony Davis. Like, <laughs> Chris. Davis can guard a Giannis. Just say it. He can try. He can. He can do it. He can do it. I think Davis is... This one sucks, but Davis on the floor at full strength is better than uh, Drew Allen Bede. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yes. I totally agree to that. Yeah. uh, We won't dive too much into Big... I think we need to do a Big Man episode because we just we have that top debate because there's a lot of big guys in this league. Is Giannis foot? I so, think I think he's listed at 611. I feel like he's got to be a 7 footer. Anyway, uh last Western Conference signing here. I think that's all we have left, right? No, I said mine was the Clippers. You I no. don't think you got to yeah, say yours. Though. I got my last one. Um This one was tough. It was tough for me to pick cuz I didn't want to be too obvious <laughs> and I didn't want to be that much of uh of a fanboy, but I just couldn't deny the truth that is Nikola Jokic. I couldn't deny the truth that is Jamal Murray and that connection that they have. I couldn't deny Ryan Blackburn saying that Jamal Murray is on track and getting back healthy. I just, they're a great team. They're a great squad. Listening to that dude talk about the lineup and listening to how they feel about Michael Porter jr and how they're realistically going to use him and how he won't be closing out the lineups and the playoffs and stuff like that. Like (laughs) it all makes, it all makes perfect sense, dude. This team just looks fucking great on paper. We know Jokic is great on the floor. We know Jamal is great on the floor. I mean, at least the last thing we got from Jamal was great on the floor. Uh Aaron Gordon. Last thing we got from Kawhi was trash so <laughs> who's to say, you know, who's to say the better player, right? <laughs> they have a wing to throw at every elite score in the NBA. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. Hey. Like I mean Jamal, you hope he's just 23 points a game. Jokic 26ish. We need No, nah, I want 29. 29 from Jokic? I want 30 a game. I want 30 a game. I don't know if there's anybody I want 30 a game from. Jamal. I want Jamal scoring like a light 30 and then Jokic just in the mix, 25, 8 and 8 every single night, two blocks just working. I think He's you need like, 30 a game from Jokic to take down the Warriors. Oh, to take down the Warriors? Yeah. And the who, playoffs? who else do you have to take down, dude? You have two huge foes. You got the Clippers and the Warriors. You're going to get one of them or you're going to get both of them. And it's unfortunate if you have to go through both of them. I'm going to just put it out there. Even Ryan brought it up this year when we, are, when we talked to him. Phoenix is the well, most well-matched team against Denver. I just... I Phoenix is the most well-matched team. Yeah, but they Ryan, have the we're have to tra- throw at Jokic. They have Aiden. But you just traded him. Oh, well, maybe they're not thinking that. Maybe they won't have Aiden either. We just talked about that. they're doing that I'm telling you if they trade eight and I am telling you they're trading Chris Paul they're saying this is not the year God what do you get for Chris Paul Russell Westbrook (laughs) (laughs) yeah Chris Paul would probably force their hand on that he's like you guys are in shambles anyway (laughs) your owner was a fucking pig no do something where three team trade Shea goes to Phoenix Russ goes back to OKC shea while goes. they rehab for Chet. Shea goes to LA. No, Shea would go to Phoenix and then CP3 goes to LA. Because yeah, it's I mean, still just is. Yeah, because it's just the sad end of the deal. Bron would love that too. He'd be like, this gives okay. us a legitimate chance. And he'd be like, yeah, in our last like <laughs> four and a half percent of our NBA careers. That would make oh sense though because maybe neither of them would care at that point. They just want to play basketball together. Just one year. Yeah, yeah on the Lakers. Just to say they just they win 56 games and lose in the second round. Just to say they did it. Anthony Davis. Who knows, dude. If they had AD in this situation still, that might be... They're probably competing. Because you replace, Bro, you replace Chris Paul's mid-range shooting from Russell Westbrook's shot creation. Chris Paul blows out a knee in the playoffs and then you're done. You no, then LeBron and AD just take over. I... Alex Caruso somehow rejoins the Los Angeles Lakers Please. To do these means and just walks like him, Kuzma and KCP um, Rondo. No, no KCP plays for the Nuggets. still, but just Rondo Caruso and Kuzma and JaVale McGee all walk through the front door and they're just like, we're here Please. for the run. <laughs> Dwight Howard. Gets a complete gets a um epidural in his back and just plays 70 games, 21 minutes. I hate Dwight Howard, but that's a whole other fucking world. Uh Denver's just Denver's just incredible, dude. I'm so excited to see this team play basketball. We gotta look at that schedule and see if they're coming to Cleveland because that would be in fucking love it. That would be the game love to it. go see, dude. Uh Nikola Jokic probably not getting the, the three peat on the MVP. Uh, because of voter fatigue, but I think he's going to be at that level. Um, Bones Highland is an exciting piece. Um, uh, they're just fun. They're fun as fuck. Oh yeah. They got good branding too. Their jerseys are hard for sure. Their yeah. new um, their new Mile High edition is so much better than the old one. Yeah. That blue jersey that said Mile High City or something like that. Yeah. They revamped that. With I like that color. old one though too. That was cool. It was nice, but this one just looks so much cooler with the red trim. Yeah. It's so dope. Yeah, they 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 they're dope, dude. They're a dope fucking team. Nikola Jokic is just fucking insane, dude. It's one of those guys that you just have to watch and just be fascinated with because there's nothing like it. Those the, songboard I mean, shuffle, the true unicorn. You know what I mean? Got to respect the unicorns in this game. But nonetheless, that concludes our sign sign or trade edition here for the 2022 2023 off season as always stay engaged with us on all social medias at the dip network across the board uh you can check out our patreon at the same handle as well uh please donate if you if you can uh, uh, we don't we don't demand you to but <laughs> if you want to assist in the production cost and operating costs Uh, For the podcast network, that would be great. Uh, Nonetheless, enjoy the show as always, and stay tuned for weekly NBA content, especially now that we're ramping up here for the uh, main uh, the preseason and of course the start of the regular season as well. It's going to be a great year of basketball, Adam. I think right here for one more take, we need to do kind of a special edition. One more take, we need to throw out the fucking hottest fucking take we can come up with for the upcoming NBA season. I mean, just the absolute fucking fire field fucking ball of flames of a take. Portland finishes this season as the 10 seed. You stole my thunder. What? Because you're going to say Dame is out by the deadline. No. That's what I wanted to say. No, my hot take was the Sacramento Kings were going to get into the play. (laughs) Watch him do it. Which the Sacramento or if Portland gets into the uh, ten seed, there's no way Sacramento's above that, so they could they wouldn't be in the play at that point. But uh, yeah, that was mine. And Sacramento sneaking in there, and then maybe, maybe somehow getting into the playoffs, which would just be fucking ridiculous. But I think they might sneak into the play in. I just honestly don't see the Portland Trailblazers being better than the ten seed. There's I no honestly way. don't. There's no way they could be. I think people are... I don't know that that's that hot, Adam. It's hot for you, though. It's hot for my soul. Because yeah. <laughs> it hurts me that I said that. When I said that, I was like, God damn it, I'm going to regret that when they're like <laughs> 14 and 11, trudging along. yeah, And all of a sudden, they just sputter near the end of the season. Yep. Dame tears the abdomen again. Oh, and, don't even say that. Hangs it up and... No! (laughs) Goes fully into rapping and starts dropping albums. All right. Thanks for joining us. Peace.